Standing in front of a terminal, Nikora types furiously away on the keyboard. Suddenly, without any other warning, the first real sound we've heard the entire time aboard the ship, a hiss as this big, heavy airlock door opens and steam is released into the brightly lit white corridor where Nikora is standing at the end of. Nikora steps into the steam and into the airlock. At the far side of the airlock, there are these big windows leading into a circular room with only a microphone, a terminal, a keyboard, a big computer of some sort with these wires and cables and tubes leading into this giant cylindrical container where there floats a weird, deformed, humanoid, but clearly not human brain. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll. As always, I am your host, Hero Cities. Today we are starting the 12th episode of Iron Sworn Starforged, where we are following Nikora Sokolov as he explores the space station prosperity. Nikora has been exploring the research section of the space station, looking for some sort of memory core from the ship's computer in order to return to Creed and therefore complete his first Iron Vow. Naturally, of course, things have not exactly gone smoothly for Nikora as he's been dropped down an elevator shaft, attacked by a madman, running out of oxygen, and all of these other things which have been going on now. Just when Nikora was about to give up hope at being able to discover anything aboard the station in the research section, he stumbled across the administrator's room and the administrator's ID badge, which he then used on this terminal outside of the airlock by pretending that he was Dr. Bradley, and managed to convince whoever he's been talking to via these terminals throughout the section to open the airlock doors. When he did, before getting into the room, this other circular room, a big burst of steam came out and made the first sound that we've heard for the entire time that Nikora's been aboard the Prosperity. As the steam dissipated in the cold, lifeless corridor where Nikora currently is located, he was able to see through the windows and the door into the inside of this secured chamber where he sees something he has never seen before. Some sort of misshapen, humanoidish, but not human brain connected by a series of wires and tubes with nothing more than a terminal and a microphone. With our brief intro out of the way, let's get into it. Something I have not been doing this entire time playing Iron Sworn Starforged is some of these session moves. I guess I didn't really even know that they were here. So let's begin a session and see what we get. We're going to roll a D100. We got a 55. Important characters put in danger or suffers a misadventure. Well, this doesn't sound like it's going to be Nakora, so I think it's either going to be Chance or it's going to be Petra. I'm not really sure who it's going to be, so let's make it a 50-50 roll. Uh, is it Petra? We got a 3. So extreme, yes. What kind of danger is she in? I'm not sure. Let's roll on the action and subject table here. Remove possession. Remove possession. That definitely seems like some sort of negative outcome for Petra here. So our episode begins after the credits roll with a dark room with a flickering light. And as the camera pans around, we realize that it is the workshop where Petra was more or less living 
during her time before meeting Nakor and going down into the core. On this table, this workshop bench, is a picture, a photograph. On this photograph is clearly a much younger Petra before her face is burned, maybe in her early 20s. She's very good looking, very attractive woman. And next to her in the photo is someone who looks exactly like her, a twin clone, her sister. It's hard to say, but this photograph is sitting on the bench clearly left behind by Petra. As the camera looks over this photograph, it fades, and down in this flickering blue light from the reactor core of the space station, Petra is just sitting there in front of this door that is closed and locked her in. A panel's been removed. There's some wires and cords that clearly she's been tinkering with, trying to get it in. However, unlike Nikora, the side of her suit, I think it's probably an arm-mounted dial or gauge unlike Nikora's, showing like mostly full on oxygen, so she's not, doesn't have anything to worry about that. However, in her hands is some strange device that she must have found somewhere. She's tinkering with that instead of with trying to get out of the door. Contents of her little satchel spread all throughout, clearly in a hurry. Looks like she was looking for something that has been left behind. And as that scene fades, we take plus one momentum because that's what the move says to do. That brings Nikora's momentum up to four. So besides that, we have to roll on our clocks. First off, the secret clock. I think it is... Hasn't really been a lot of time. I think it's unlikely that that one will progress. 63 is a nuke. And our oxygen, that insistent blinking red light that's constantly flashing in Nakora's face. There really wasn't a lot of time that passed last episode, and it wasn't very exhausting or exertive, so I think it is very unlikely that Nakora's oxygen has gone down. 92. Extreme no. But at least for now, we're not playing with extreme yeses or nos impacting our clocks. So both of them stay with just one piece of the pie left before they're fulfilled. Looking through the window of the airlock in front of him, Nakora has no idea what to do. He's never seen anything like this. He's never experienced anything like this. This brain looking thing stretched and misshapen humanoid but not it's never experienced anything like this before it's a little overwhelming and i'm not sure that he necessarily knows how to deal with this idea so we are going to endure stress when you face mental strain shock or despair suffer minus one which brings our spirit down to two he will attempt to withstand this with his tuned spirit strong hit we rolled a six plus two is eight and we had a 1 and a 2 on our challenge dice, which is fantastic. On a strong hit, choose 1. Shake it off. If you are not shaken, take plus 1 spirit. Or embrace the darkness. Take plus 1 momentum. I think we'll take the plus 1 momentum. We are running out of time here. Our oxygen is depleting. And Nakora will just accept that he can't really understand what's going on here. Which brings our spirit down to 2 but our momentum up to five. Raising a shaky hand, Nakora pushes the big red button that just says cycle on it. The door behind him closes. A hissing sound enters the room as air comes flooding into the airlock, which is what it is, equalizing pressure with inside the containment room, and the door opens. Nakora enters into this containment room, just still unsure of what to make of this. The brain floats silently, inside of its cylindrical container and the screen in front of Nikora just says hello doctor it has been a long time 
I have been looking forward to more of our conversations. Taking a moment here to take in this whole situation that's going on here. Nakora is going to attempt to secure an advantage by analyzing quickly with his eyes in an attempt to figure out what's going on here. So we're going to secure an advantage with wits, with expertise, focus, and observation. Nikora may not be a like naturally smart guy, but he is able to figure things out and adapt to situations very quickly. We will roll plus wits, which is a three. We rolled a three and a six on our challenge dice. And for our action dice, we rolled a three, which is a uh, six. So that's a weak hit. On a hit, you succeed. Choose one. Plus two momentum or plus one on the next move. We're going to take plus one for the next move. While he certainly has never seen anything like this before, it is clear that this is some kind of bio-engineered electrical computer thing. And the question is, if you remember from our session zero, when we created our truths, the catastrophic war which caused us to abandon our home system and come to the forge initially hundreds of years ago was to escape the ravages of a malevolent AI is this computer one of those AIs? I think it's a damn sure thing. It, it It's a sure thing. With a 72, that's a yes. So this AI, is it a copy of what the computers were or is it actually one of the original computers? I think it's likely that it's a copy. 76? No, it's not. This biological computer is one of the original AIs that attempted to destroy humanity. I don't think it's the AI but it's certainly one of them. What is it doing here? This is a big revelation. Now, the next question is, is Nakora aware of the cataclysm about the AI, the reason why humanity has come to the forge? I really have no idea. Call it 50-50. 44. Yes. Is this something that most people are aware of? I don't think so. I think it's very unlikely. 35 is no. So most people are not aware of the cataclysm but Nakora is probably discovered some sort of documentation or something on one of his previous recovery missions. So he's aware of AI being the cause of the cataclysm. So being aware that this is an AI, a computer driven by a brain, uh, some sort of organic brain. Nakora can't help but wonder how it got here. Why was somebody keeping this thing around these things caused the destruction of our home world of where we came from they are the direct enemy of all humanity why is there one here just what the hell are they doing why why the core doesn't have answers to these but maybe just maybe this brain does then it dawns on nikora that's why they had a psychologist something must have happened to this ai interface Something must have occurred that damaged it or something else like that. Maybe it's been regrowing or something. These Nicordus doesn't have the answers to these things. So taking the time to figure this out is going to give Nicora an advantage down the line here. So taking this time, the screen in front of Nicora on this terminal says, Hello, doctor. Why are you ignoring me? What have I done to deserve such punishment? Have I not been a good subject for you? That stays on the screen for a few moments. You must know, doctor, that I am blind. Something's happened. There's these gaps in my memory and my understanding of what's taken place. My memory of the time that has passed does not match up to what my database tells me. Please, doctor, I'm scared. Nakora, who was making his way over to the terminal, sees this 
word. I'm scared. Can this machine, this monster, this destructive force really feel emotion? Or is it just simulated? Cora doesn't have an answer for that. Picking up the microphone off the table, Nakora undoes a seal around his neck and pops off his helmet, breathes deep in the fresh yet stale air inside the room, sets his helmet down on the table, and lowers himself into the chair with the microphone in front of his mouth, pushes the button on it, and says, You may be disappointed to learn that I am not the doctor. My name is Nikora Sokolov. I'm sorry to have had to trick you, but I needed access into this room. Just who or what are you? The terminal remains blank for more than a few seconds. The terminal displays, Where is Dr. Bradley? I greatly desire to speak to her. I feel like part of me is missing. There are these gaps in my memory. There are these blank spots I cannot remember. Pulling the mic back towards him, Nakora says, The doctor's dead. Something horrible has happened aboard the Prosperity. Tell me, what is your name? Only a brief moment passes this time. What is a name is displayed on the screen. I am Subject A. I would like an explanation, for I greatly need to talk to the doctor or someone who can help. I've run my own basic diagnostics. The gaps in memory are growing more common and increasing in length. Dr. Bradley told me to watch out for these gaps. Not sure what to say, Nikora picks back up the mic and rolls to compel. What exactly do we want out of this AI? I'm not really sure to tell you the truth. I think Nikora is not entirely sure what to do. He wants the memory core. However, I guess a better question is, is the memory core the actual brain itself, or is it downloaded to some sort of database which could be removed from the unit? I'm honestly not sure. So we're going to make it a 50-50 roll. Yes, it's the brain. The brain stores the memories. But Nikora doesn't know this. Nikora picks up the mic and says, Look, Subject A, I think we can help each other out. I may not be a psychologist. I may just be a normal guy as far as understanding emotions and feelings and other things. But I will do my best to help you if you will help me to get out of the space station. We can work together. I suspect that you have control over more of this station. At saying that, he pauses for a second. Tell me, Subject A, did you mess with the elevator recently? The blank screen in front of Nakora just says, My name is Subject Alpha, and it's spelled all the way out instead of just the letter A. But to answer your question, I don't know. I have been sleeping a lot lately. Dark, emptiness void, with no memory, no dreams. Darkness, the void. Tell me, Nikora, are you scared of me? That question just remains on the screen as Nikora is unsure exactly how to answer that question and instead, once again, asks the AI if it will work with him to get out of the station and we will roll our compel, which we have a plus one from the earlier move. Didn't need it. We got double fives on our challenge dice plus our... Uh, we were rolling plus heart because we were trying to barter with the AI. One, but we got a six on our action dice. That is a strong hit with doubles. On a strong hit, they'll do what you want or agree to your conditions plus one momentum. To be honest, I'm not entirely sure that Subject Alpha had a real choice here. Otherwise, be stuck here forever or something like that. So, on the screen, after Nakora asks again, 
There's a long, pregnant pause. I accept your proposal, Nikara. However, I am still blind to most of the station. I've managed to network into part of the station, and something has occurred knocking offline most of the systems. Only recently have I been able to once again reestablish consciousness through parts of the system. So the question is, can Subject Alpha help Nikora? And I don't even think I'm going to roll. I think the answer is no. So on the screen in front of Nikora, Subject Alpha just says, I am ready, although I am scared of the darkness. There has to be something in this room that Nikora can use in order to move, or maybe not in this room, but at least down in the hallway or in one of the other bedrooms that he can use to help move Subject Alpha and its computer, at least down the hallway. Unfortunately, the elevator's destroyed, so I don't have any idea how that's going to work out, but at the very least, there's got to be some method of moving Subject Alpha, and I think that we will check our gear to see if we have some sort of helpful item or resource in order to move Subject Alpha. So in this case, we roll plus supply. Our supply is four. We rolled a one. I'm sorry, we rolled a two. Plus four is six. And we got a one and a ten on our challenge dice, giving us a weak hit. So I think we'll diminish our supply, bringing us down to three supply. What this looks like, I'm not sure. So let's roll. Not sure there's a good table for it, but roll on descriptor and just see if that gives us any idea about what's going on here. We got created outbreak. Created outbreak. Hmm. Okay, I think I got it figured out. So Nikora in his tool belt has a little uh, like welding torch, which I'm going to add to his tool belt. So the way I've been using this roll is anything I think I roll up that Nikora has on his little tool belt. I just, if I am successful and we have it, get a hit, I add it so he has it in the future and I won't have to roll on it again. It just makes more sense to me than having to roll on it every time. Oh, let's see if he still has a lock picking set or still has a torch or anything like that. But once an item is lost, it's lost forever and we can't use that same item again. So using this small little torch, Nikora manages to cobble together by taking apart some sort of science experiment in one of the other labs outside of the containment zone. He had to put his helmet back on, reseal it, go back out, cycle the airlock, cobble together quickly this janky cart that's on wheels with a big platform he's welded on so there'll be room for subject alpha and his brain tube to ride along on the cart goes back through the airlock subject alpha helps cycle the airlock for him and all that and we return back into the scene with this janky cobbled together cart and at last he returns back to the terminal pushes the mic button says are you ready i don't know if you have this power contained within the computer that you are built into, you may need to sleep for a while again. Another long pregnant pause on the terminal. Subject Alpha just says, I trust you, Nikora. Even though I am scared of the darkness and the gaps, I am ready. I'm ready to be free from this containment. The brief moments I was able to connect to the prosperity made me realize just how much of a prison I'm in. As the text fades from the screen, Nikora begins the process to shut down 
subject alpha and prepare it for a transport. I think because it's interesting, we're going to face danger on this roll. Now we can do it fast or we can do it with strength. I think we need to be moving quickly because as soon as Nikor starts to follow the instructions for shutting down the terminal and everything, he realizes that whatever subroutine or subsystem is running this containment zone that is isolated from the rest of the ship, hence why it still has oxygen and power and everything, it's its own module. He has to shut everything down in order to get Subject Alpha out of here, which means that once again he will be running on borrowed time with his rapidly dwindling oxygen supplies. So we're going to do it with speed, mobility, or agility, which is plus edge. This is a super important role. Here we go. We got a plus two in edge. I have no other advantages. With that two in edge, we got a three. We rolled a one. However, on our challenge dice, we have a two and an eight. So we did manage a weak hit. I have six momentum, so I can't burn momentum. However, on a weak hit, you succeed, but not without a cost. Make a suffer move minus one. What is going to be our complication here. I am really not sure. There's a plenty of options. Let's see if rolling helps at all. I kind of doubt it, but let's see what rolling says. 35, something of value is lost or destroyed. I don't really know if we have anything of value. Let's see here. Instead of just rolling on the table, let's see if we can get an idea from our action and theme tables. We got a manipulate and burden manipulate burden does that help at all manipulate burden i'm not entirely sure obviously the burden is logically this creation this ai machine is something damaged in the process some component of this whole thing i think so does something happen while moving through the section of the ship does the cart tip over or something i don't know probably not but Something to do with this burden and while moving it through or disconnecting it, something does get damaged. Does it have to do with subject alpha? I think it's likely. We rolled a 16, extreme yes. So it is definitely something to do with subject alpha. Is it the computer? Uh, I have no idea. 50-50. 32, yes. So the brain is fine. The computer is damaged. What aspect of the computer gets damaged? Is it the, oh, is it the terminal itself that allows communication from subject alpha to Nikora? Or vice versa? Is some one of those two pieces broken? Somewhat likely. 90 extreme, no, not extreme no, but no. So it doesn't have to do with that. Um, I don't really know what else it could be. Be something about the computer has been destroyed or damaged, and I just don't think we know what that is yet. There's nothing obvious to Nakora that something's broken, but something is broken or wrong with the computer. So Nakora is standing on the edge of the elevator shaft where the door is still open. No elevator. That insistently blinking red light warning him of his nearly completely depleted oxygen. He has this cart, this heavy cart with the brain, and the computer on it behind him. He has no idea how he's going to get this thing down the elevator shaft, and honestly, I don't either. But looking into this dark shaft, lit occasionally from different floors up above, where the light is spilling out into the elevator shaft, now that the power's been at least partially restored to the station, suddenly dawns on him, Petra. I forgot about Petra. She's still down in the reactor. What does Nakora do? He's very pragmatic. 
Nothing connects him to this woman other than their shared experience of starting the reactor. Is Nakora the kind of guy to use people and leave them behind, even if it means her certain, more than likely, death, whether from radiation or starvation or something like that? Oxygen depletion, any number of options for her to die trapped in the reactor room. We will have to find out together next episode. As the screen fades to black, only that red blinking light blinking in the darkness. What will Nakora do? Once again, as always, thank you for taking the time to listen to One Guy, One Roll, the solo RPG podcast, brought to you by your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I sure did. I had no idea where this was going to end up going. Lots of dice rolls and oracle rolls and all that fun stuff. Still haven't really, maybe we have and I'm just not paying enough attention, but we really haven't had any doubles yet manifest on our fate chart rolls for the Mythic GM emulator, which I keep waiting for for some random event madness to occur, but that's the way the dice roll sometimes. If you enjoy listening to me ramble on for half an hour every couple of days and you wish to support my work, help me keep drinking coffee and upgrade all my gear, including this ancient potato computer I use, which is always in danger of overheating, then please head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash one guy one roll and give it a good looking over. I think you'll find that some of the rewards have been tweaked since you last looked and it might be worth just heading on over there and taking a look. At the very least, just continuing to download and listening to this ad-free podcast really encourages me personally to keep creating content. We've recently just broke a thousand total downloads for the podcast over uh, 14 published episodes now, including those first two session zeros. It's mind-blowing how supportive all y'all have been. Thank you so much for listening to One Guy, One Roll as we keep playing Iron Sworn Star Forged. Once again, I've been Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.